the cat's out of the bag. I mean, I, I mean, this is, this is, <laughs> this is, if the Unvalley doesn't capitalize in this decade, then then they need to temper their expectations. That's Gary Vaynerchuk, but you may know him as Gary V. He's considered one of the leading global minds on what's next in culture, in tech, in, in relevance, and just generally the internet. He's today's guest for episode one of Unvalley, which is the show for leaders who want to unlock their full potential and plug into the biggest opportunities in tech and startups beyond Silicon Valley. I'm your host, Matt Hunkler, CEO of Powder Keg, and I'm excited to share that today you're going to hear not only from Gary Vaynerchuk, but also Mickey Cloud, the executive director at the Sasha Group, a VaynerX company based in Chattanooga. Gary serves as the chairman of VaynerX and is also the CEO of VaynerMedia, but he's also the creator and CEO of vFriends, which is a really cool NFT project that is just growing like crazy. Uh, Gary is frequently described as one of the most forward thinkers in business and acutely recognizes trends and patterns early to help others understand how these shifts kind of impact the markets, but also consumer behavior. Whether it's emerging artists, esports, NFT investing, or digital communications, Gary definitely understands how to bring brand relevance to the forefront. He's also a prolific angel investor, uh, so you might know that, but he's an investor in Facebook, Twitter, Coinbase, Uber, and was early in all of those companies. So he truly has an eye on tech and understands kind of where the puck is going. Uh, Mickey, Mickey Cloud, the executive director of the Sasha Group, uh, also is very plugged into all of the latest trends, works with hundreds of clients around the country. Uh, and he does that from the Chattanooga office, but works with brands around the world. Mickey's passion for business building and marketing stems from a natural curiosity, but also a honed approach to problem solving and the ability to translate business objectives into actionable marketing plans and ideas. We recorded this interview that you're about to hear during a virtual event hosted by Powder Keg, and we're sharing it here for the first time on the Unvalley podcast. In today's episode, you're going to learn about the advantage of having Unvalley-based companies and teammates, strategies for growing company culture with multiple locations, how Unvalley cities are attracting talent, and even Gary Vee's big predictions for the Unvalley. Make sure you listen to the end for key differentiators between non-traditional tech hubs and the Bay Area. There are some interesting points that both Gary and Mickey kind of point out. Um, but before we dive into Unvalley, I want to let you know that Unvalley is brought to you by Powder Keg, which is the only private member network focused on supporting tech companies and leaders in fast-growing communities beyond Silicon Valley. You can visit powderkeg.com to begin connecting with tens of thousands of professionals, peers, and partners in tech communities across the U.S. and around the world. If you're an executive or, an, or a leader at a tech company, you can apply for Powderkeg Premium Membership consideration today by going to powderkeg.com slash premium. Again, that's powderkeg.com slash premium, and I hope you'll join me there. Now, without further ado, I'm really excited to launch into the very first interview on the very first episode of the Unvalley podcast. Let's hit it. So please help me welcome to the virtual stage here at Powder Keg Unvalley, Gary Vaynerchuk and Mickey Cloud. Thanks guys for being here. Thanks, Matt. Absolutely. Thanks for Absolutely. I, I'm super excited uh, to have this conversation because I've, I've heard a little bits and pieces of the story, but I wanted to make sure we got the whole thing here for everybody that's kicking off on Valley bright and early for us. Um, I'd love to hear how you guys met. Do you remember uh, how, what that initial connection was like and uh, how you knew there was a spark there? Mickey? Yeah, so it was uh, fall 2011. Um, I was working in the advertising industry in New York, and um, one of the first the, one of the first people I ever met in New York uh, at an ad agency job. She, uh, uh, Elise Bartlett, had moved away from New York and came back, and I was trying to help her find a job. Um, she read uh, her aunt maybe read uh, the Thank You Economy, and on the last page of the Thank You Economy, it says if you're interested in doing this type of work, um, email info at VaynerMedia. So Elise got hired uh, pretty quickly in the summer of 2011. Um, as the first employee that had come from an ad agency, everyone else kind of at the time was just basically AJ and Gary's um, and folks that had kind of gotten into their world. Um, and then uh, I, Elise reached out to me and said, 
you know, I want to catch up. Um, I was like, great, let's get a beer. She said, can you meet my founder at 8 a.m. on Thursday? I was like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but um, I got an hour with Gary and uh, that I realized today is in 2011, uh, it was. I love it. Gary, do you remember your first impressions of that conversation with Mickey? Yeah, I do. Um, I, you know, we, we had with hiring Elise and kind of just had, a, you know, a Mickey, do you know exactly what month it was? It was, we met in September, 2011. It was right after Labor Day. So it was right after you kind of clicked in full time. Right. So Matt, the reason, and everybody watching, the reason I asked Mickey that is that's exactly right. Literally August 23rd of that year, I decided I was going to go full-time VaynerMedia because at that point it was really one foot in Wine Library, one foot in, in Vayner, one my third foot in the emergence of Gary V with the books and the speaking. And, and I, and then I had this incredible opportunity to start a vodka brand with a very, very, very famous person. And I was actually leaning towards that way the whole way. And then in late August, I had some time off and I said, you know what, how is it possible that two years plus we've been doing this Vayner thing and yet none of these agencies are still doing what we're doing knowing how important it was. And so it became very obvious to me that that was the right move. And so I decided to plug in and, and you know, I then went on the offense of, you know, wanting to meet people from the actual ad industry, not just the disruptive DNA that we had. Uh, and, um, and Mickey was one of those first meetings and I was, you know, I'm quite intuitive and to this day am comfortable in going with my intuition um, and saying, hey, let's go deeper, let's go bigger. And, you know, I mean, Mickey, I almost feel, I don't know if it was the second meeting or that first meeting, but like very quickly, I was like, Mickey, you know, what do you want? Like, yeah. I went like, what What do you care about in life? And like, it was, and he, 20, it was 20 minutes into the first meeting that you asked that question. <laughs> um, and I, and I, my answer was, you know, you know, I wanna be, back in the Southeast, like I want to leverage my experience in New York and advertising and bring brands and startups. And once I said that, Gary was like, well, then what do you think? Why are you thinking about interviewing anywhere else? Like <laughs> that's my world. Uh, and at the time I didn't really, I, I had watched maybe one video of Gary before I met him. I didn't know who he was. And so, um, you know, we kept talking and, 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 and by the end of that conversation, I remember this so vividly, he said, you know, listen, if you can come give me four years here and do the things I think you can do, and I do the things I think I can do, like in four years, we'll get you back to the Southeast. And, and I remember thinking like, A, who is this guy that would like offer that? And then B, like, why do I believe him? Because in that moment we had, like, I, I just really believed him. You know, and, and that, that's kind of like, you know, so much of what I think I'm about and what feels real to me are, narratives that I do understand that a modern, cynical, you know, uh, practical, I don't even want to use it as a negative, you know, society struggles with. But for me, you know, when you're a purebred entrepreneur, and I mean like a purebred, like, you know, um, it feels, re the reason Mickey believed me was because I was, 100% in belief and was articulating my truth. And I think, you know, as I've gotten older, especially in the last two or three years, it's really become very clear to me that life is uncomfortably about perspective. And, and if you have good intent and you're capable, you're gonna execute on a lot of things that don't make sense. I, you know, I, to Mickey's point, for everybody who's watching right now, like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to meet somebody 20 minutes in and start talking about opening up offices, you know, but it genuinely felt right. And I think, you know, to sit here all these years later and talk about that becoming a reality, um, you know, those are the kind of stories that I hope inspire people who are listening, not to be delusional and full of crap and think this is like, you know, I always worry about people thinking like, it's the secret, right? You just say it and it happens. There's a lot more that goes into it than that. Well, it seems like in a lot of ways, 
you had a secret, or at least you were an insider in some ways, Gary, because, I mean, you and I met in Omaha, Nebraska, where you were speaking on a stage in front of, I want to say it was 300, it was certainly less than 500 people. And Jeff Slobotsky, you know, founder of Silicon Prairie News, is the reason I was there. He's also the reason I think you were there. And the fact that you would fly to the middle of the country when you live in, in the New York City area, you probably fly into the West Coast quite a bit with your, your wine business to come and throw a wine party, you know, to pour wine uh, at, a, at a wine party at Big Omaha and just shut it down. It, it's like you already knew there was a big opportunity in the middle of the country. And then here comes Mickey saying, hey, I want to I want to ignite things and bring things to the southeast. It seems like what was it about the middle of the country that clicked for you um, and sort of the opportunity beyond traditional tech hubs like New York or San Francisco or even places like Austin? Um, common sense. <laughs> you know, it, you know I, I think humility and common sense, a lack of audacity, a belief in curiosity, an understanding of humanity, all those things play out right? Like why? I mean, I'm from, I'm from hundred, you know, my high school years where I probably refined my business skills were from, I lived in Hunterdon County, New Jersey. And for those that don't know, I mean, Hunterdon County, New Jersey makes Chattanooga and <laughs> Omaha look like New York city. So, you know, so I thought technology was omnipresent, you know, um, and I understood that talent might be in the colleges or the neighborhoods of middle America or South America, non-New York. By the way, at the time, New York wasn't even respected as tech. Yeah. You know, like it was just the power. So I just, I didn't think that people had calibrated yet that tech was oxygen, accessible, and that, you know, the reality would be that great companies would be built everywhere. And to me, you know, at the, even at that time, Facebook was a Boston company for, with a kid from Connecticut. You know, Pinterest was, you know, a Pennsylvania company. Did they happen to decide to move to SF because that's where the development talent and the venture capital money at the time was? Yes. But, you know, I, I think coastal audacity is a humongous business vulnerability. And, it was just not something I was interested in being a part of. Are there other advantages you guys think that um, having a company headquartered or having a headquarters in the middle of the country gives a company or even a tech professional who's looking to plug into tech? Um, I think that um, I think there's a million advantages. I mean, there's there's cost advantages. You know, now now you're going to start to see it go the other way. You know, now I'm more interested in having employees in anywhere and everywhere that allows me to mitigate my cost. I mean, when I ask Mickey to live in New York and work, it's going to be a different, he, he, Mickey or Schmicky or Sally are all going to think the same thing, which is like, what's my cost of living against my salary, against what I want to do with money, whether that's to invest or go on vacation. And obviously if your cost of living, I mean, Mickey and I even had this conversation in the it was a lightweight because I think we were just both long term with each other, but there was an acknowledgement that like, oh, you know, it was probably more like a high five. I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I didn't ask him to take less money. It was more like, this is epic. You're gonna be able to have a much better quality of life in Chattanooga's cost compared to Manhattan's cost. You know, I think, I think as we are now fully in an integrated Zoom and room kind of world, physical and virtual kind of world, the reality is, is that you know, you're going to start to see a lot of disruption. You already see it with what's going on with humans and companies going to Puerto Rico, Miami, Austin. Um, I mean, this is a very big moment in time of change. In Chattanooga specifically, so I'm on the the board, the executive board of the Chamber of Commerce. I'm on a couple of boards of nonprofits that are um, about kind of attracting talent and, and leveraging and building our entrepreneurial ecosystem here. And you know, those are conversations that, you know, the minute everyone kind of the pandemic happened and, and we and you know, maybe probably by 
late April, you know, May last year, we were having conversations around how do we attract people to Chattanooga now? Because, you know, PC Magazine called Chattanooga the number one place to work from home because we've got the fastest internet in the Western hemisphere here. We've got great quality of life, hiking. You've got, you know, it's a small, it feels like a, a big small town. Like you can connect with people and, and people want you to generally succeed here. And so, you know, we're, we've been on the offense trying to recruit companies, talent, and it's, and it's a little bit of a different like economic development game where, you know, we're, it's, it's really easy to kind of track like, Hey, this company has second office here or moved its headquarters here. And that created 8,000 jobs. It's much more difficult to track like three developers move from Atlanta to Chattanooga to, to take advantage of this. But it's, you know, it's, the, that's the, the dirt work that still needs to be done. Is, uh, in terms of starting that office, I know culture is big to both of you. I would imagine that's one potential risk of starting an office that's not in the same location. How did you mitigate that risk as you branched out, started new hubs, uh, and made yeah. sure it still had that Vayner DNA? Well, so the strategy was we took 10 from our New York office. So I like essentially we announced, uh, so we got recruited by Chattanooga to kind of open the office here. It was essentially a group of entrepreneurs reached out to Gary and said, I'll buy, you know, Ted Alling was, was the main guy. He, he bought 2,500 copies of Jab, 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 Right Hook, one of Gary's, I think, third book. Um, and in exchange, down for 24 hours to visit Chattanooga and texted me on that trip saying, you know, dude, I love Chattanooga. <laughs> and we were talking about going to, to other markets. We were looking at Charlotte, Richmond, Raleigh, kind of places like that. Um, but uh, I was like, well, I'll, I'll go check it out. I hadn't been there since the 90s, but I'd grown up going to camp. I knew it a little bit. Um, but by the way, that uh, was the best, that was the best part of the combo. I knew that intuitively I felt something about Nuga, but I didn't know if I could get Mickey to go there. And like, I remember that combo as well. I was like, Mickey, Chattanooga. And he's like, I went to baseball camp there. I'm like, that's right. Some of the greatest <laughs> memories of your life. Right boy. <laughs> you know, was like, um, that was a fun combo. And so, um, and so we, we kind of made the decision summer, fall 2014, and then announced it at the holiday party in 2014. And that like, hey, uh, we're going to open an office in Chattanooga. At the time we had New York and we had San Francisco and LA. So we were like, all right, we've got the coast covered. We're going to open this off the coast office in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, and, and, and we want 10 of us to go from New York down to Chattanooga. And so at that point, you know, I had people coming up to me at the holiday party saying, hey, can we, when can we grab coffee? I want to talk to you about it. Um, you know, cause all, some of the folks that we brought down, a lot of them, you know, some of them maybe to the Southeast, but a lot of them were just like, Hey, this sounds like a, 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 a great career opportunity and a fun thing to do to kind of be part of a founding team of an office. And so, um, you know, we ended up bringing 10 people down and then kind of have hired local talent around that 10 to kind of grow the office. So for that, that, that was, you know, that was a key strategy for a lot of our offices, Gary, you know, whether in the U S globally. Um, and so, you know, it's, it, it was certainly a way to kind of make sure we had the DNA transported from New York and the headquarters to um, this this office. Um, and then it was all about like making sure that people knew that there could be connections. So Gary comes down to Chattanooga pre-pandemic, you know, a couple times a year, and and other people from the New York office that would come down and visit and 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 make sure that there was still that connection. Were there any uncertainties, or did you have any sort of fear about? starting this office in the middle of the country that wasn't uh that wasn't one of the traditional you know top three la sf new york um cities for for agent for an agency like vayner or miami even whether that was from you or your leadership team i'm just curious if there was some early pushback before you saw all this momentum and traction gary you know that's the beauty of not having a board <laughs> or being publicly traded, um, I'm, I live and die on my decisions, right? So, um, no, I, 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 I believed in it, I believe in it. And I'm sure there was whispers behind my back, but that's kind of you know, par for the course. I don't recall anything being too extraordinary pushback. Mickey? Was there anything that that surprised you about starting a Chattanooga office that you didn't expect? Um, I don't go in with expectations, Matt, in general. Right. I think it's one of my great 
strengths. You know, I think a lot of things played out the way I thought. You know, I thought Mickey would be an incredible candidate for mayor of the town. I knew his personality. I knew his, you know, disposition. I felt he was the right man for the job. That played out the way I thought. Um, you know, I think, um, I think, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything, not, not, not necessarily, you know, not, not, anything that I can really, really think of. You know, I maybe the fact that I wanted a direct flight situation <laughs> quicker and easier. Um, but um, no, it's, it's, it's an incredible community. I, I would probably say I'm surprised we don't have more. That if you, I would have lost that bet. You know, <laughs> I, I always thought about like Wichita and like, you know, Des Moines. Like I, I you know, I think, I think so much has started happening in a million different ways that we didn't end up having Louisville. I think Mickey, we had a quick combo mm -hmm. on at one point. We didn't really get to more satellites yet. And now, what does that even mean? Um, but uh, other than that, not really. I think well, the, and you've got, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say some, you know, one of the thing, one of the interesting, I think interesting parts of the evolution of the Chattanooga office in the past five years is six years has been, you know, the fact that when we opened, we were, you know, a, a satellite office of VaynerMedia, but VaynerMedia is a, you know, a full service advertising agency where works with some of the biggest brands in the world. And Chattanooga was definitely not like, like you're going there for a client, right? Like we were going there because this community attracted us and because there was entrepreneurs here that we believed in. And, and we felt like we could have an impact on the entrepreneurial ecosystem here. We weren't going here for a specific client. Um, we had some clients in the area um, to our drive, you know, to now, uh, you know, Knoxville, Atlanta. So we, we had some clients, you know, and then we were able to build from there, but we were targeting larger companies in the Southeast, um, Dallas, you know, Florida, places like that, that we were, we were trying to work with bigger companies because that's the way the business model worked. Um, but, you know, about a, a year, two years in of people coming up saying, I'd get a, you know, coffee meeting with someone and they say, you know, our budget's $50,000 for marketing for the year. What can you do for me? And I, I said nothing. Like I, I'm sorry, I, I don't. We don't have an offering at that level. And after about a year of that, two years of that, you know, me and Jesse and a few of the people here kind of went to Gary and said, we got to start selling something. And so we started doing some things our own, where we would, you know, do trainings or we would go and meet with, do some auditing and consulting and things like that. And um, the VaynerMedia, our VaynerMedia COO James Orsini at the time kind of noticed some of those things and helped kind of guide us on as he was thinking about kind of pulling together an offering with, with Gary for entrepreneurs, growth stage companies, challenger brands, you know, the true kind of middle market and below, um, it made sense for kind of Chattanooga to, to be a part of that because we are having so many business development com conversations here locally, regionally, where we were leaving money on the table because we didn't have an offering to support a $250,000 budget. Um, and, and, now, and that was the, you know, part of starting the Sasha Group was we need to be able to support you know, this, this, th that size of company. And, um, and it, and it doesn't really fit in VaynerMedia's halls at, at, at the size and scale that VaynerMedia was at at that time. Exactly right. Gary, what, where did the name Sasha group come from? And why is it important to you? It's named after my dad, you know, my, his name's Sasha, um, good Russian name, you know, uh, needed a name, feel like my small business, you know, Mickey can tell you like, I'm a, I'm a businessman, and so that makes me different in meetings. And Mickey has seen me with the biggest brands in the world and the biggest titans in business and with the smallest of small businesses. And I'd like to think, I don't want to speak for, I don't want to lead the witness, but like my flexibility is high because it's how I've built my career. I can really chameleon every room. I'm just as comfortable talking to Sal about his one pizza shop in the suburbs of Detroit as I am with, you know, Mark Benioff about Salesforce, right? I, I just really do believe I have that range and I'm humbled and flattered and excited to. I do think that the SMB part has a little even extra flair for me because the impact is so extraordinary. You know, one meeting with an SMB and giving them one good idea can really, you know, change a lot for them. And so, you know, I. I learned my SMB chops in my dad's liquor store, right? Where I did have a great impact 
And, and I, you know, I lived the hyperbole. I lived a business that was doing less than $4 million a year in revenue, which is a big small business, but without any VC money and even without the benefit of having a credit line, I was able to explode that business in a very short period of time based on my macro hypothesis, which is if you do the best behavior of the second, if you're the best of the thing of this second, you get disproportionate returns on those investments from a marketing or operational or product offering standpoint. And so um, I named it after my dad and um, the best part of that story is when I told my dad, his reaction was negative because my dad is a very cynical old Russian dude. And I think for the first couple hours, he was trying to figure out what the angle was and what was, what was, the, what was the downside risk. Uh, a few weeks later, he was proud, I think. He's happy now. But um, yeah, that's why we named it that way. And it's been a really, really fruitful endeavor. It feels fun. It's The impact's extraordinary. I think about some of the stuff we've worked on. It's just, you're changing people's lives. Well, and I love the the your fingerprints are all over that, right, Gary? And the, the fact that you bring the positivity. Well, well, maybe your dad is naturally pessimistic. It seems like you're naturally optimistic not unaware of potential downside, but overall optimistic about the opportunity. And I'm curious, before you, you go here, what do you think is the big opportunity for the Unvalley? What kind of predictions would you make over the next five, 10 years for non-traditional tech hubs? Well, I mean, I think we're going into the golden era. You know, if you're in the Unvalley right now, you need to go ham and explain to people like, why not live here? Here's a better tax situation. Here's more, look, look at all the yard you get for this price. <laughs> look how much the restaurants cost here. Look how epic the people are. And oh, by the way, I mean, I've been running, I've had the best business year of my life professionally. I could have been anywhere in the world. I haven't left my home. <laughs> you know, like my parents, like, 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 like now, Things will go back to, you know, we're not going to be in a global pandemic forever, thank God. But my behavior's changed. Like, I don't, I don't need to get on a plane for one meeting in Chicago, get that crappy 6 a.m. Chicago flight that I have to wake up at 4.30 for to have a meeting and then fly back and get home. Like, that's a one-hour meeting on Zoom now that even a 63-year-old corporate America executive is signed up for. The cat's out of the bag. I mean, I, I mean, this is, this is, this is. If the Unvalley doesn't capitalize in this decade, then then they need to temper their expectations. I I love that uh, prediction, and I'm with you 100. I think we're just at the beginning of the inflection point, and I know you've been predicting this for years. You predicted the exact target exit uh, to Salesforce. I remember seeing that back in the day, um, before that even happened in 2013. Uh, I know I met you in Omaha, Nebraska, of all places, and I know you took time out of your day first thing in the morning this morning uh, to be here with us. So, Gary, I want to thank you for being here and sharing some of the the Vayner story with us. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to be a part of it. I love Mickey with all my heart. I'll let him take over the rest. Great to see everybody. We'll talk okay. soon. Good to see you, Gary. Thanks so much. Unvalley is brought to you by Powderkeg, the locally driven, nationally connected tech community. Powderkeg is the only private member network focused on supporting tech companies and leaders in communities beyond Silicon Valley. Go ahead and visit powderkeg.com to begin connecting with tens of thousands of professionals, peers, and partners in tech communities across the U.S. and around the world. You can apply for Powdercake Premium Membership if you're an executive or a leader at a tech company. Uh, and you can do that and be considered today by going to powdercake.com slash premium. Again, that's powdercake.com slash premium to be considered for Powdercake's Premium Membership, which will help you build momentum and become known in the fastest growing communities in the country. And Mickey, I'm excited to go uh, even deeper with you because yeah. uh, I, I was biting my tongue because I knew we only had 30 minutes with Gary, but I'm, I'm eager to hear what it was like starting up a new office in Chattanooga. So many companies, so many people are looking at moving outside of, to Gary's point, yeah. more expensive locations that are more competitive for talent and uh, just really don't provide the same quality of life and quality of 
business operation. What was it like coming into Chattanooga and setting up shop for the first time? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we we picked Chattanooga specifically because of kind of the community and the entrepreneurial kind of ecosystem that was here and, and the and the people that that make up that kind of culture. Um, and so, you know, for us, we were, um, you know, if, had we gone to some other mid-sized markets, um, you know, that uh, that weren't as like excited about us coming, I think it might have been a little bit harder. Um, and now, obviously, like Gary's profile has raised tremendously in the past six years. So that probably would have changed a little bit. But, you know, in 2015, still relatively, I mean, he was his profile wasn't as high back then as it was as it is now. And so, you know, for, for me, it was, you know, going out and, and, you know, we, like we were like, our office was free for the first year because, you know, they, that was, you know, they wanted us here. And so for us, it was, it was about like, all right, how can I making connections and showing people that like, we're not here for any other reason than to try to bring value to this community and, and grow it. Um, and, and, you know, and, and so the other, you know, the, the things that we, you know, the challenges that we kind of um, think, thought about, we, we had kind of pre-planned for, right? So in terms of a huge advertising marketing market, um, there are some great agencies here, um, agencies that do national work, uh, agencies that do local work, regional work. There's some, there's some good talent here, but it's not the biggest talent pool to pull from. And so that was part of the reason why we brought 10 people down, you know, for an office, be 15 people to start. Um, and uh, and, and so the, you know, we made some of those first hires, um, more at the junior levels, the folks that were kind of starting out in their careers, the kind of zero to four years of experience. Um, and, and we did that strategically because we knew like, all right, we'll bring the folks that are kind of the, um, the more middle level and talent down from New York to help for the culture question we talked about earlier. Um, and then over time, you know, like if we've had to hire a senior level person here, you know, it maybe takes us a little bit more time. And so we just have to factor into that. Um, and, and now, I mean, what's changed over the past year is that now we're more open to there being, you know, uh, people being remote kind of connected to the Chattanooga office. So we now have two or three employees that are connected to the Chattanooga office of Sasha Group South, um, but that live in North Carolina, that live in Colorado, that live in Illinois, things like that. And so um, we're more open to that now. Now, obviously, as we start to go back, we'll, we'll probably see if folks can at least, you know, be closer to here and, and, and things like that. But we're, we're going to remain flexible and open on, on that front. Um, so talent was definitely something that like we had to consider and we had to have a thoughtful plan about. Um, and, and then business development, but business development for us is obviously a little bit different, right? Because of who he is and because of the profile he's got. And so, you know, in the early years, it was a lot about like, if there was someone in Gary's if there was a business development opportunity that came to Gary and it was in somewhere around the, you know, the Midwest or the Southeast, like he looped me in or his team looped me in almost immediately. And we would be having conversations. Gary would kick it off and then it would be on me and the team to kind of pull it through. Um, and he would mm -hmm. obviously be helping there to kind of make sure it gets closed. But, you know, after that kind of first initial meeting, it was on the back of our office to kind of get it up and running. Now the, you know, my, some of my favorite parts of kind of being in Chattanooga and being in a market that maybe didn't know Gary as much and that we had to go and earn new business on our own too. Um, and so, you know, there, I don't think there, when I was in New York, you know, there wasn't one piece of business that we won that did that Gary didn't lead that Gary didn't have some sort of connection to maybe, I mean, I can't think of one really in those early <laughs> years of 2011 to, to 15 when I was in the New York office, but I can, you know, several clients here that even in our VaynerMedia Chattanooga days, we were, you know, we brought in on our own. Um, and now as the Sasha group, we do that all the time. Now, what the great part about the Sasha group is we have offerings that include Gary's time in them. And so people are coming to us, they can still get access to Gary, um, you know, as, as well as, um, you know, the access to what we bring at the Sasha group. Well, and I want to talk about one of those opportunities um, here before we end, but I, I'd like to pull on that thread about Chattanooga yeah. just a little bit more because, Obviously, right now, um, to Gary's point, like this is the Unvalley's moment, yeah. right? In a lot of ways, um, people are seeing it organically. People are making that move. Venture capital is making that move, which, of course, eighty percent of every venture round goes to hiring and attracting right. talent. So it, it is a big opportunity, and all of the cities right now are trying to figure out, well, how do we be the place 
that this remote worker works? Or how do we be the place where this company relocates their headquarters like Jobvite did here to yep. Indianapolis uh, recently? Um, how can cities attract the right yep. talent and attract the right companies? And, and maybe maybe even include some examples of what Chattanooga did to yeah. attract you. Yeah, so um, for the way we think about it, and, and I can't maybe speak for everyone, but the way I think about it and, and, and my role is on the chamber board and collab board and enterprise center and things like that is, you know, let's, let's identify our assets and, and double down on those strengths. So our assets here in Chattanooga are, we have the fastest internet in the Western hemisphere. Like that's not hyperbole. It is literally, you know, we, the local utility over 10, 12 years ago, um, a company called EBP um, that provides power to, you know, everyone here as, as a utility put in a, a 600 square miles of a, of a fiber optic network to create a smart grid so that if power went off at your house, it could be redirected from my house to yours on the smart grid and get you a backup quickly. Now, as they were building that, they realized, well, we have this fiber. We could also provide internet and, and internet services and fiber optic internet services. And so that they, they put that in. Um, and so, you know, now that's, you know, we have t up to 10 gig speed offering that you can have, um, you know, to residents anywhere in, in kind of the footprint. So let's leverage that. And that's the entrepreneurial community has definitely rallied around like this is a flag that we can carry. So let's carry it. Mm -hmm. um, additionally, we have a long history in Chattanooga of um, entrepreneurship, you know, uh, but also um, in the logistics space. Um, so, you know, two of the largest trucking companies are based in Chattanooga and U.S. Express and Covenant Transport. And that, um, that industry specifically, the kind of freight, logistics, transportation, supply chain industry, we've had a ton of growth over the past 10 years mm -hmm. around entrepreneurs building around that talent and building around the tech opportunities that that brings. Some of our, you know, uh, Ted Allen, who I mentioned earlier, was the entrepreneur who kind of, he was like, if there's a one person who's responsible for recruiting us down, it's Ted and, and his team. Um, you know, Ted built a $500 million revenue business in Chattanooga, Tennessee, doing freight brokerage. Um, mm -hmm. And... And, and then sold that to Coyote, who then sold to um, UPS in a transaction. And Ted's been pouring that money back into the community um, and along with his partners and, and the team there. And so now there's probably 10 companies that have come out of that through venture capital investments that he's did or through the talent that was part of that Access America team that has now started Steam Logistics and Reliance Partners, which is kind of insurance for logistics and, and things like that. And so, and those companies are now 50, $100 million revenue companies. And so we've kind of found, right, freight. Uh, there's an entrepreneur named Craig, uh, um, uh, oh God, what's Craig's last name? Uh, Fuller. Craig Fuller. Sorry, Craig. He, he uh, was Craig a speaker at, at the last on Valley, actually. Yeah, Craig Fuller, who started a, a, a kind of the Bloomberg of, of, um, of freight, the freight industry, Freight Waves, which covers the, the freight industry in a very editorial way, but then also has a, a SaaS product built on top of that that provides um, data to, you know, anyone that needs kind of a look at the freight industry. Um, and, uh, and, and Craig kind of calls has, has, has pushed this as we're a freight alley. Um, and, and, and it, and it, it's certainly something that, so the, betting on our, you know, taking a look at our assets and then mm -hmm. betting, doubling down on those. And then, and then knowing that like, we're not going to be Silicon Valley. We're not even gonna probably be Nashville. We're not going to be Austin. We're not going to be Miami. How can we be Chattanooga that we are? And so that means addressing the things that are still challenges here. That means addressing kind of um, equality and inclusion and diversity issues. It means addressing education um, and public schools and early childhood education. It means addressing, um, you know, the you know, environmental challenges and things like that. We are in a, a city that's known for kind of its, its, its you know, uh, hiking and, and kind of just natural beauty. And so I think if you're from a mid-sized market and you're trying to think about how do we attract talent and businesses, it's identify your strengths, double down on them, and then, and then have a plan for how you're going to address the things that, yeah, when people come, I mean, Gary mentioned the flight, it's a real thing. You know, I had, I've, I've connected through Charlotte and Atlanta so many times. Um, and we do it because, and we kind of knew that was going to be a cost of doing business. If we were going to come here is that we, there was not going. There was not a direct flight at the time to, from New York to Chattanooga, and that was something we were going to have to deal with. Um, and and but you know, there's things like that that are going to put you at a disadvantage to um, other markets. And so it's how do you have a kind of a plan and and show that the pros outweigh the cons. You you had so many actionable uh, nuggets there, and I I'm glad you recapped some of them them there. One of the things that stood out to me was 
uh, you said we're not trying to be Silicon Valley or New York City. And I, I love that you say that because that's literally where the term unvalley came from. It's, <laughs> it's not anti-valley, right? right? We we love Silicon Valley. We've got investors in Silicon Valley. We've got talent in Silicon Valley that work for the tech companies in the middle of the country. Unvalley is, I actually stole it from the Uncola, which is how 7up <laughs> branded itself. You know, we're not trying yep. to be another Coke. We're, we're a different thing. We're, we're the unvalley. And yep. um, I think the cities that are doing that, and to your point, playing off the strengths while also th thinking about, okay, what are the, the drawbacks and how it, can we have a plan, a realistic plan to, uh, to address some of those. And the other thing that Chattanooga has is we truly celebrate entrepreneurship uh, and entrepreneurs. So, you know, there, it, you, there is a, like, it's a small, like I said, it's a big, small town. So there's, you know, you, if you're an entrepreneur and you come here, like, you meet with one person, you're going to meet with six people coming out of that meeting because they're going to say, oh, you're doing this, you're doing this, you should meet this person, this person. And that is something that like, there's, there's a, there's a bit of mentality of rising tides lift all boats here that, and, and that everyone is genuinely rooting for everyone else's success. And so how do we make sure that we're connecting people and connecting resources? Because the faster that like all of us are having success, the, the more we're going to all benefit from. So, um, you know, I think, that is such a key part of kind of the DNA of the people of Chattanooga, but it's something that like we have to continue to cultivate and make sure. And, and I think other cities could, can as well. And so if you don't look at it as like, Hey, holding things so close to your, to, to the vest and, and looking at it as competition and instead looking at it as, you know, Hey, there's, there's going to be an awesome company that's going to come here. I mean, probably like multiple times per year, I get asked to go meet with companies that are evaluating Chattanooga as a potential place to come and tell the story about why we're here and I'm happy to do that because that means more talent's going to come to this town. That means more investment's going to come to this town and, and that there's going to be more opportunities. Of course, I'm going to give my time to go take a 30 minute coffee with someone and, and, and tell them about why we believe in Chattanooga and, and what we're doing here and what the talent is here and what are some of those things and what are those strategies that you need to have in place to kind of um, maximize the opportunity here. Well, and that hyper connectivity is part of what made Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, yeah, you know, back when we were limited by geography and yeah. we didn't have zoom and we couldn't get on a plane uh, or a direct flight to somewhere. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you're doing that in Chattanooga, all of these cities are getting better and better at that, but we can also do that collectively. That, that, that's what we're doing today. Yeah. I, I, I see Alden from Kansas city here and I saw someone from Cincinnati and I saw some folks from Charlotte and Westfield, yeah. Indiana. So uh, I, I love, uh, I love that note uh, to, to kind of wrap up on, or at least transition, because I do want to talk about yeah. a couple of the opportunities with Sasha, um, with Sasha Group. But that hyper connectivity, I just want to, I want to emphasize that for everyone who's kicking off on Valley with us here today, because there's so much opportunity to help be the connective tissue and create that hyper connectivity over the next two days. You know, hopping into the booths, jumping into some of the uh, speed networking where you're just, it's like chat roulette. It's a new person every time, except it's everyone's working in tech uh, from around the world um, or even scheduling meetings with people. There, there's so many opportunities to do that. And I'm so glad you called that out, Mickey. Yeah, I mean, it's um, just, it, it's gotta be, we've gotta, we've gotta all collectively kind of you know, root for each other's success and then band together because that's, you know, it's the, the Steve case rise of the rest kind of opportunity. 100%. Uh, together, we will we'll definitely continue to rise. Um, you and your team at Sasha Group put together some amazing packages that uh, I think are really relevant to Powder Keg. And the fact that you, you put um, a session together specifically uh, for the Unvalley folks here today uh, and tomorrow is pretty awesome. Um, we talk a little bit about the four D's. I, I know Gary brushed brushed over it briefly, but um, I mean, the fact that Gary spends 90 minutes in each one of these sessions, I would think any CEO, any marketing leader, anyone really looking to take their business to the next level would benefit from it. I'm certainly going to participate in one of them. Yeah. How did this whole four D's thing come about? Yeah. So, you know, when we launched the, the Sasha group, four D's was something that had already kind of, we were incubating within VaynerMedia. Um, but we knew to, to have to have an offering that could add value to entrepreneurs, growth stage companies, and challenger brands that we had to do more than just marketing execution. And so we launched um, some consulting services and we lost some educational services as well. And 40s is kind of the flagship of those educational services. It was originally, you know, when we started it in 2017, it was originally 
a in full one day in person, you'd come to VaynerMedia office and you'd kind of get a look under the hood for a day where it's a small group. So there's eight to 12 people in that room. Um, we'd visit with kind of a bunch of different departments. You'd have uh, leaders come in and talk about kind of how the sausage gets made from VaynerMedia's and VaynerX's kind of perspective. Um, and uh, the pandemic happened. We obviously can't host those in person anymore, um, or at least we, we haven't been able to the past four And so we launched a virtual version of it, which is, you know, four hours instead of 10. Um, it's got kind of, what are the four really key sessions? We've got kind of one on platform strategy, one on creative strategy, one on um, uh, uh, on kind of content development, and then, um, uh, and then an hour to 90 minutes with Gary, where, you know, eight people, six to eight people in the room, and you get to ask, you know, usually 10 minutes worth of questions about your business to Gary. And, and he talked about kind of, yeah, his favorite thing to do is, is be in those sessions because he knows that one idea executed properly can really change some of these businesses. And we've seen it happen where, you know, people have come into to 40s and they've, they've taken kind of some of the, the learnings and the playbook from that, from those sessions and, and exponentially grown their company from it. And so, you know, we've, um, the, the 40s that we have, you know, we, we've got a, a booth set up later today. Joe Quattrone, who's kind of our head of education, will be there with his team that runs the programs that 40s. We are talking about like, hey, can we put together a 40s that's just for unvalued participants and things like that. Um, we also, uh, in the past year, launched another option, um, which is another educational offering, which is called Stork. It's kind of your the the best way to stay up on social and digital marketing and brand building. Um, it's a private kind of email and and uh, Facebook group where we deliver weekly videos um, on kind of the best uh, and the latest and greatest on social and digital marketing and brand building. So there's a video that comes, a five to 10 minute video that comes out on Monday, articles come out on Wednesday related to it. And then there's a Q and A kind of ask me anything on Friday with the, the person who kind of uh, developed that video. Um, and so it's access to kind of leaders um, uh, at, at the Sasha group, um, folks in our network, we bring in experts and things like that as well. Um, and so, you know, there's, uh, we've, we've really seen it kind of unlock just a ton of value. And then now there's a, there's a network of a community of people that are, you know, I think that's another great part. Stork has got, you know, 400 plus members now, um, that are, you know, it's $300 for the year. And I think we've even got like a discount code for folks that are coming from on Valley. So for $25 a month or less with this discount code, um, you know, you're getting access to, you know, more, a library of marketing material. So we kind of call it a membership for that reason, because we've got over 50 videos in the library, you know, and, and we'll be adding more every week. Um, and then you've got a network that you're connected with of entrepreneurs who are maybe, um, you know, facing similar challenges in a similar industry or related industry. And that's part of what we we do is we connect people within that kind of community and say, hey, here's here's people that have, have maybe had a solve for that, so go talk to them. Um, so between our 40s alumni, our historic members, we have, you know, a really nice network of, of folks that are the same places that a lot of entrepreneurs are and, and are people that can be um, learning from one another. And, and, and we're there to help facilitate that and bring value in as, as many ways as that we can. I, I really appreciate you putting that together. I mean, the fact that you're even discounting a $300 a year <laughs> uh, program for, for Powder Keg on Valley is really generous because, uh, I mean, the value there is just like, hundred uh, X. I mean, I, I took a look at, at the program. I want to get one for my head of community and one yep. for my head of, of marketing, just because um, there's so much there and, and so much to be learned from the people in that community that you've put together. Um, and we're, we're definitely seeing the power of community today. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to bring some of those folks uh, who yeah. are interested in doing the 40s together for a session uh, with you and with Gary, um, j just to really help kind of take our businesses to the next level. As uh, we have this huge opportunity on the on Valley, as as you and Gary pointed out here over the last forty five minutes or so, so I want to thank you, Mickey, for being here, uh, bringing the thunder, uh, br bringing Gary, and sharing some of that story of the move to the mighty middle, yeah. uh, way before anyone was talking about it in the New York Times or <laughs> in TechCrunch. Uh, so I I knew that you would be the right people to kick. Uh, kick off on Valley here with us this morning. So yeah, thank you. So, yeah, thanks so much, Matt. And, and excited to kind of connect with folks over the next two days. That's it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Also, huge thanks to Gary Vaynerchuk and Mickey Cloud for being a part of on Valley episode one. Make sure you go check them out. Uh, you, of, co of course, have Gary V on all the social media platforms and uh, GaryVaynerchuk.com where you can find all the things he's involved with. 
but then also check out the Sasha Group, just an amazing organization working with really cool clients around the world. Uh, for links to their social profiles and other people, companies, and resources mentioned in this episode, head on over to powderkeg.com and check out the show notes. That's powderkeg, P-O-W-D-E-R-K-E-G.com. Com. You can find the Unvalley podcast at powderkeg.com slash unvalley or powderkeg.com slash podcast. Both of those things take you to the same place. I uh, made it super simple for you. Thank you so much for tuning into Unvalley, the show for leaders who want to unlock their full potential and plug into the biggest opportunities in tech and startups beyond Silicon Valley. Uh, if you're currently uh, looking to plug in and learn a little bit more about what's going on in the Unvalley, the area beyond Silicon Valley, uh, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. It's completely free. We send it out every week. It includes the biggest funding announcements, the biggest acquisitions, and some of the biggest trends happening in tech, no matter where you live. And if you're currently in the market for finding a new role, Powderkick can connect you with awesome tech companies between the coasts that are growing like crazy. Right now, you can apply to get matched with real decision makers at some of the best tech companies in the world through the Powderkeg job matching platform. Just go to powderkeg.com slash jobs and you can get plugged right in. It's 100% free. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening. To be among the first to hear about the stories of these entrepreneurs, investors, and other tech leaders who are doing amazing things beyond Silicon Valley, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts by going to powderkeg.com slash podcast. If you're already subscribed, if you could just leave us a review, that would be amazing. We'll shout you out on an upcoming episode. Very excited to bring in some community elements to what we're doing in future episodes, but wanted to make sure you got this uh, first episode. Again, that's powderkeg.com slash podcast, and we'll catch you next time on Unvalley. Since you just listened to this podcast, you might be thinking about starting one for your company. Lucky for you, our partners over at Casted have you covered. Casted is the first and only podcast and video marketing platform made specifically for B2B brands. The platform makes it possible to publish, syndicate, amplify, and measure the value of your podcast and video content. In fact, we use it for our podcast right here at Powder Keg. Yes, Unvalley is all hosted on Casted. So if you're a startup, Listen up because Casted for Startups is for you, offering exclusive deep discounts of up to 82% off retail price for qualifying startups. Connect with Casted at casted.us slash powderkeg. Again, that's casted.us slash powderkeg.